Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. You're trying to find out what your great uncle Bob was all about. And the, the government's sitting over here going, thanks for the info. We don't even have to get a search warrant. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Your DNA, could it be used to solve a cold case, a crime from decades ago? We hear about it all the time these days, another case solved by DNA, and it's reshaping cold case investigations and convictions. New DNA technology has led law enforcement officers to a suspect in the February 1974 killing of a five-year-old girl from Missoula, Montana. The Missoula County Sheriff's Office says DNA evidence from the murder scene of Chabot McGinnis matches that of Richard William Davis, who lived in Arkansas at the time of his death in 2012. He would have been 32 when the girl was killed. DNA evidence from the crime scene partially matched the DNA of a family member of Davis who had sent a DNA sample into a consumer database. It was the same way officers identified the Golden State Killer. That was the big one. A man who terrorized California for more than two decades finally caught. The FBI made the announcement in 2018, but the arrest of James D'Angelo once again put the spotlight on DNA and privacy concerns. KHOU 11 in Houston, Texas, had this report in the days after D'Angelo's arrest. After more than 40 years, law enforcement officials say they got their man, the so-called Golden State Killer, arrested after tracing his DNA through websites. A modern approach to catch a suspect wanted for more than 50 rapes and 13 murders dating back to 1976. Investigators had used DNA from crime scenes that had been stored for decades and compared it to DNA samples from a genealogy database, linking it to a distant relative of the suspect. The biggest tool for investigators, a free website that pulls DNA profiles that people upload and share publicly. KHOU legal analyst Gerald Treese says the case should raise privacy concerns for millions of people who submit their DNA to similar sites to simply discover their heritage or connect with distant family members. If people realize what they're giving up, they're giving up a lot of secrets about themselves and even family members they may not even know. Again, that report filed back in 2018. So here, more than two years later, what's changed in terms of DNA and privacy concerns? I'm joined by Katie Jeffries, an anchor and reporter at First Coast News in Jacksonville, Florida. Thanks for being here, Katie. Glad to be here. So DNA and privacy, a big issue these days. We hear so much about cold cases, people being ID'd for a decades-old crime because someone sent in their DNA, often to an ancestry website or something like that. It's huge. I mean, this revolutionized cold case investigations. Um, Project Cold Case is an organization here in Jacksonville, and when we talked to them about it, they said, you know, this is basically what cold case detectives have been waiting for. I mean, it finally kind of reopens cases and gives them an avenue to pursue that they didn't have before. And so there's a number of different companies, right, that people are are doing this with, that they're, you're, you're supplying uh, your, your DNA and then you can track down long-lost ancestors or find out more about your family tree, right? 
Right. There's different companies out there. There's also um, internet databases where you can take your profile and upload them. Jedmatch is one of the big ones. Um, law enforcement, I believe, use Jedmatch to track down the Golden State Killer. Um, but there's a lot of different, there's Ancestry.com, there's 23andMe. I mean, there's all kinds of, of stuff now with DNA kits. And I know when this was kind of getting hot, people were all of a sudden like, wait, law enforcement's looking at these? Does that mean that different companies have different relationships with law enforcement in terms of what they're sharing? Which is why it's so important you read the fine print, because some companies will allow law enforcement uh, to have access to their databases, whereas other companies, you have to actually check a box that says you will allow law enforcement to use your data. So that's why it's really important when you are deciding and you're sending in your DNA, you read that fine print to see exactly how it's going to be used. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. And if it is being used by law enforcement, does that mean that they could then use your DNA profile in a, let's say, a cold case, a murder case from decades ago, and if your DNA has been uploaded, they could match it to yours, and then somehow that matches to the person who is involved in this crime. It has nothing to do with you, but you've given them the tools to be able to find that person or that suspect. Exactly. So that's something you have to think about. When you submit your DNA, you're not just submitting your DNA, you're submitting DNA for basically your entire family. Because think about it, the Golden State Killer, I want to say it was his brother, I believe, who had done one of the uh, one of the genetic kits. So they were able to trace him down through his brother. Um, in other cases, you know, we've seen a second cousin or a third cousin. I mean, you may not even know this, this cousin, but they submitted their DNA and that way law enforcement can use it to track it back to you. But I will say that that's only the first part of the investigation. When we spoke with detectives kind of about this process, they say that, yes, it gives you an idea of who a suspect could be, but you also still have to be able to prove that suspect was there, that they had motive, and then collect DNA from that specific person to match it. So it's just kind of the first step in the investigation process. So, right, you might be concerned that you are all of a sudden linked in some way to a distant relative or, or whatever it is who you, who you never even met who's connected to a crime. But on the other hand, Law enforcement's really using this data and this information and breaking cases. And for law enforcement, it's important, right? There, there's two sides to the argument. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's huge for law enforcement. And I think a lot of people would say, you know, if I could help solve a murder or if I could help solve a rape or put somebody behind bars who committed these atrocities, then yes, I mean, use my DNA to do that. But one of the big questions is, what is the line? Is it only going to be in murder and rape cases that they use this, or is it going to be in smaller cases? There was um, a lot of debate because I believe Jedmatch opened up their database to law enforcement. There was a Utah case. It was just an assault. It was a violent crime, but it was just an assault. It was not a murder or rape. And Jedmatch allowed the police to use their database 
to solve that assault case, which then people were, you know, kind of upset about that um, because of where's the line of what they can use it for. So I think that's something ethically moving forward. That's going to be a question of, you know, is it just murder or rape cases or is it going to be other cases that they can use the DNA for as well? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've, we haven't even scratched the surface of where this is going to go in terms of legal arguments and people having issues with uploading information that they don't want to be used in a, in a case that they have no idea about. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't read the fine print. Like, it's exciting to find out where your family came from, and I I think it's very important that these cold cases are getting solved. It's just, I think people always have to know what is going to be done with your DNA, because truly there's nothing more personal than your DNA, especially in an age where we talk so much about data privacy. Your DNA is your DNA. I mean, you need to know how it's going to be used. And if you want it to be used for law enforcement, by all means, you know, check those boxes. But if you don't, um, you need to know which places are going to opt you out. And just to be clear, GEDmatch, it's G-E-D is the way it's spelled, right? GEDmatch? Correct. GED. And they made the decision for law enforcement not to be able to use the data, right? Correct. So from what I understand and going back and kind of researching this issue, it was that case that where they opened it up for an assault investigation. People were kind of upset about that, as you can imagine. So at that point, they took a step back and opted everyone out. It was kind of like a blanket they opted all law enforcement out. So then people had to go back to their profile and opt back in to allow law enforcement to use um, their profile to solve crimes. All right, Katie Jeffries, any final thoughts about DNA and privacy? I think it is so crucial. You know, I'm very passionate about solving cold cases. So I think if someone wants to opt in and they want law enforcement to be able to use their DNA, that is crucial. I mean, there are families out there that are waiting for answers and truly, genetic genealogy is their last hope to get answers and to get some people off the streets um, who've committed these violent crimes. But I just also think it's equally important to read that fine print so you know what's being done with your DNA. Because like I said earlier, it's not just you making the decision for yourself. It's truly your DNA plus your family's DNA. Katie Jeffries of First Coast News in Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you again for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday with new episodes Monday through Friday. We also have a weekly show covering cases around the country, True Crime Chronicles. Check it out today wherever you listen to podcasts. That's True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.